Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Feast of the Annunciation, Sraznikum. Sraznikum, if you didn't know, is the Russian and Slavonic for with the feast, the joy of the feast is really untranslatable into English, which is why we say Blessed Feast. This feast comes this year during the second week. And it always comes during Lent. And it is a time of a lightening of the fast, of the changing of some of the vestments, of doing a divine liturgy during a weekday, which during Great Holy Lent is not the practice of the Orthodox Church. So this is an exception. It is a lightening. It is a... Uh, great feast uh, that brings with it, as the Treparian says, the beginning of our salvation. During the sixth hour for today, the appointed reading, as in Lent we are reading through Genesis, Proverbs, and Isaiah, uh, we have the reading from Isaiah that uh, in some ways is kind of shows a difference between what had been before as all of the Old Testament, as a preparation, a pointing to, a shadow, a teacher, all the different metaphors that the scriptures use, that the New Testament uses, to point us to the incarnation. And we have in uh, the reading from the sixth hour of Isaiah was uh, a scene that I probably talk about as much from, of any scene from the Old Testament, and that is the throne room scene, where Isaiah is before the throne of God, and he is overwhelmed by the majesty and the holiness of God. The angels are singing around God. And his reaction to this is to fall down in repentance. And to cry out that he is a broken man and of a sinful people. And this feast, in many ways... Uh, reflects, as you heard in some of the Traparia, the beginning of the undoing of everything, going back to Eve and to Adam. And there's a focus uh, on Eve and on Adam because there are our, our forefathers. They are the beginning, they're also the beginning of the end, the unraveling. And it is from Eve listening to the lies and the deception of the devil, that then leads Adam to follow suit. And then we have the rest of Genesis, as you will be rediscovering as you read through Genesis this Lent, where thing, all things just kind of fall apart. And when they fall apart, they seem to just kind of keep on falling apart. Uh, Eve's sin is recapitulated in the sin of Babel, the, the building of Tower of Babel, to reach up into the heavens on human strength alone, that they are going to unite things all together and breach heaven, as it were. And God says, no, 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 you're not ready for what I gave to Adam and Eve. You're not prepared for the church very much sees Adam and Eve as Children, as immature, as having not fully grown up and understood 
what it was for them to be made in the image and likeness of God and to have chosen a path for mankind, uh, our God knowing that this was going to happen. But we come to Isaiah and we see God has been working through this whole time, preparing Israel, preparing it through his chosen patriarchs, as he starts with the, in Genesis, through all of his promises. And we celebrate today the, the fulfillment of the promises given to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. We celebrate today the fulfillment of the restoration or the moving in, as it were, of our Lord into our very midst. For when you see Isaiah, when he falls down, and the angels come, and they bring to his lips a coal, and they sear his lips, because he says he is of, uh, he has unclean lips, and is from unclean people, and so the angels take a coal from the altar, and bring it and sear it onto his lips. With the Theotokos, we have the inversion of Eve. And we have the inversion of Isaiah as well. For Our Lady is approached by an angel. And you can see in those icons, some of them uh, preserve the uh, alighting of the angel as if he's just landed. You can see that his feet, and on our world of words, you can see that his feet are still as if they've just touched the ground if they are even going to touch the ground. And the proclamation to Mary that she is blessed among all women. And her response is kind of similar to Isaiah's because she's familiar with when angels and messengers and the presence of God comes. She's full of fear. But instead of <coughs> a coal coming to burn her lips, to sear her, to cleanse her, the angel, the archangel Gabriel says, oh, the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. God is going to come and be born within you. For throughout the Old Testament, God is, in a sense, at a distance. He is able to uh, make changes. He's able to prepare things. But it is with the beginning of this Annunciation that the Holy Spirit will actually enter into and our Lord will be born within humans. And so we have with the Annunciation uh, a spirit bearer, the Theotokos, who in many ways is already anticipating Pentecost, anticipating when the Holy Spirit will fall upon the apostles, when the entire economy of salvation is prepared, when our nature has been healed and lifted up into the heavens, through the flesh of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the flesh that he took from the most holy Theotokos. So we have, with even the celebration of this gospel, the completion of our God repairing the wrong path that Eve and Adam put us on. Through the yes of Mary, through the fulfillment of God's presence amongst us, not just on the exterior, not through uh, the word or the actions of Israel or the, the slaughtering of bulls and 
animals, the blood, the bloody sacrifice that went before. Now we have the bloodless sacrifice of our Lord, and we all, in our own way, are to, to follow in this path of the Theotokos. We've been baptized into Christ. Christ has been born within us. The Holy Spirit has descended upon us. The Holy Spirit gives us life. The Holy Spirit will uh, enliven our flesh if we are to follow the path that Mary set before us and not the path that Eve put before us. So may we rejoice in the beginning of our salvation, knowing that the Lord uh, can be born within us, that we can be revived, that we can be visited into the depths of our soul by our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. And through the intercessions of our Holy Lady, the most blessed Theotokos, uh, keep us through the rest of this fast to maintain this path, the path of wisdom, the path uh, that God put before us through his Son, and especially the example of the Theotokos. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.